Welcome to the Listener's Commentary on Luke chapter 5. Here on the Listener's Commentary, we're all about teaching the Bible in everyday language so you can follow Jesus in your everyday life. And Luke chapter 5, 1 through 11, is a great little snapshot to help us follow Jesus. In the preceding section, it ended with Luke just giving a general statement how Jesus continued to teach, specifically in the synagogues, but how he was continuing to teach in the various towns and regions of northern Galilee. Here, Luke adds a specific example, a snapshot of Jesus not teaching in the synagogue, this time teaching open-air style out by the Sea of Galilee. And here in this snapshot, Jesus' disciples are invited into mission with Jesus. Here's how it unfolds. Luke 5 verse 1 says, Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God. So we don't know exactly where we're at. My presumption is near Capernaum, but uh, we're just kind of got a brand new snapshot. And all of a sudden, we, there's a crowd pressing around Jesus, gathering around him and listening to the word of God, listening to him teach. And so now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. The lake of Gennesaret is just another way to reference the Sea of Galilee. The name actually comes from its closeness to the plains of Gennesaret at the north northwest edge of the lake, up there around Capernaum. And so he's standing by the Sea of Galilee, or the Lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats uh, lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. Uh, the two boats, uh, those of Peter and Andrew and James and John, we'll learn that here very shortly, and they're washing their nets, which means cleaning them after fishing. So this is presumably sometime in the morning because you would fish, particularly with these kinds of nets, you would fish all night. Uh, and then in the morning you would clean your nets, prepare them, put them away, be done with the work. And so it's sometime in the morning, fishing is over, they've fished through the night, they are now cleaning their nets and getting their nets all taken care of so that they'll be ready for the next night's fishing. Well, Jesus, verse 3 it says this, he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's. And so this boat belongs to Simon and Andrew, uh, and asked him to put out a little distance from the land and sat down and continued teaching the crowds from the boat. Now, in Matthew's account, it places Jesus teaching from a boat like this in the context of him teaching in parables. You can see that in Matthew 13. Luke doesn't focus on what Jesus teaches. In fact, the, the scene of Jesus' teaching is really just to set up what happens next. And so Luke doesn't focus on what Jesus taught, uh, whereas Matthew does focus more on what Jesus taught on that occasion. Um, but here, this is really just to set the scene for what happens next. So Jesus is sitting in the boat. He's teaching the people from the boats so that he can be away from the people and kind of use the boat as like a, a platform. And the people then sit on the hillside around the the sea, and Jesus teaches them like they're in a little mini amphitheater. Well, once he's done, then Luke decides to tell us, here's what I really want to focus on. Here's what really happened. And so verse 4, now when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out in the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And notice that this command is coupled with a promise. Uh, put out into the deep water, let down your nets. That's the command. The promise is, for a catch. And uh, the command is actually 
to Peter, it's singular, put out your boat. So he commands Peter to put out the boat and let down your nets is actually plural to the whole crew. And so he's assuming Peter and his crew are going to man the boat and put out the net, or put out the boat and let down the nets. Simon responded and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. Just a couple observations from Peter's response. First off, just note the word nets. There were different kinds of nets that were used for fishing in Jesus' day. And the word here refers to the large trammel nets that were used at night so the fish couldn't see the nets. They were attached to floats and they required an entire crew to really set them up and to utilize them. Uh, These aren't like the little cast nets that would be used for daytime fishing. So we're talking large nets. It's going to take a lot of work. And they've already fished all night, Peter says, and that's why they're cleaning their nets. Also, another observation is that Peter uses the word master here, not the word Lord. It's a different word. It's the word master, just kind of a general word for someone with authority. Pay attention to that word because there's going to be a shift as this story unfolds. And the other thing to observe from Peter's response is that it really appears to be a mild or soft objection, right? The fact that they're cleaning their nets when Jesus started teaching indicated they'd fished all night. Peter and his men are tired. It hadn't been a good night fishing anyhow, right? But since you insist, and so Peter kind of gives this mild, soft objection and says, all right, I will do it kind of reluctantly. I mean, we're the fishermen. You don't use these nets during the day. You're just a teacher, a rabbi. You don't really know what you're talking about, but you do have a lot of authority. So sure, I'll just do what you want. So there seems to be sort of a mild objection, a doing this with reluctance on Peter's part. Here's what happens. Verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great quantity of fish, and so much so that their nets began to rip, to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat, that would be James and John, to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats to the point of sinking. So they caught so much fish that uh, now they've got these wet, heavy nets full of fish, and they're, they're so full that they've got to spread them out between both boats, and it's so heavy that it's lowering the, the, the boats down into the water close to the point of sinking. And when Simon Peter saw this, verse 8 says, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Peter is more than impressed. He deems this a miracle, and he responds as one who's in the presence of a holy man. Uh, And notice he now shifts from calling Jesus just generically master. He actually calls him Lord. Um, And his response here is reminiscent of Isaiah's response to the vision of the holy God in Isaiah 6, right? In Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah is given his vision of God and holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, and Isaiah sees that, Isaiah responds by saying, depart from me, Lord, for I am an unclean man living among an unclean people. Well, Peter, Peter's response is very similar to that, uh, and he recognizes this is more than just a man with authority. This should not have happened. There's no way we should have caught this many fish uh, using these kind of nets at this time of day. No way. And so he is overwhelmed. Verse 9 says, For amazement had seized him and his companions because of the catch of the fish which they had taken. 
Uh, and likewise also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. So Luke's now introduced them to us. So we've got Simon, Andrew, James, John. They're all amazed. They're all overwhelmed uh, by the, the the catch of fish. I mean, they're, they got a fishing business. This is what they do for a living, right? James, John, Peter, and Andrew, they've got a little collaboration and fishing. They're partners together. They've got a pretty good fishing business. They know fishing. They know nets. They know this shouldn't have happened, and they are overwhelmed. And Jesus said to Simon, do not fear. Remember, Simon is falling down at Jesus' knees. Uh, get away from me. Uh, I'm a sinful man. And Jesus said to Simon, do not fear. From now on, you will be catching people. Peter had suggested that Jesus move away from him since he was a sinful man. Jesus instead reassures Peter uh, that you're going to be fine and actually invites Peter into his company of disciples and into mission with him. And notice that Jesus says catching people. Um, Here in Luke, it's not just fishing for people. It's actually catching them, more literally actually catching them alive. That's literally the the phrase here in Greek. And so just as Jesus had promised a catch of fish, so now he promises success in the mission he's going to call them into of catching people, bringing people into uh, the company of Jesus' discipleship. So when they had brought their boats to land, verse 11, they left everything and they followed him. Jesus has called them to himself. He's called them into mission. He's called them into his company of disciples. And they they get their boats finally to land, and they leave uh, their boats behind. They leave everything behind, and they follow him. Luke doesn't go into detail of what was involved in the leaving everything. What about the practical affairs of life? What about their boats? What about their nets? What about their families, right? Peter's married. We know that from his mother-in-law. So what about all of that? All of those things were somehow involved. There's all these impractical affairs, and Luke doesn't go into those details. Um, What Luke wants us to see is the leaving of their livelihoods to become Jesus' disciples and to be on mission with him. And so they're going to have to work out those details, and there was sort of a cultural context for how they would work out those details. But what Luke wants us to see as readers of this snapshot is they are leaving behind their livelihood. Their future and their livelihood is now going to be caught up with and tied up with Jesus himself. And so as we wrap up this story, just a couple reflections that uh, strike me out of this story. First of all, Peter's response, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. Being uh, caught up with or being amazed at God's holiness and greatness leads to confessing our sinfulness. And you see that with the Isaiah example of which Peter's response is reminiscent. You see it here with Peter. This, This is consistent throughout the scriptures that as we gain more and more clarity on God's majesty and greatness and holiness, it should lead us to confessing our sinfulness. In fact, that kind of self-honesty is actually a prerequisite to transformation. And for Peter, that's the beginning of his transformation, where he recognizes he's in the presence of the holy, and he's not always cracked up to be, and he acknowledges it, and he admits it. Uh, Interestingly enough, Jesus doesn't do what Peter says. Jesus doesn't send Peter away, and doesn't get away from Peter. Uh, Jesus actually calls Peter into mission with him. 
And that reminds, and, and really that's the same is true for Isaiah in the Isaiah account in Isaiah 6, is that he's called into mission. And the same here, Jesus's holiness is combined with grace. And so as we see his holiness, confess our sinfulness, it doesn't mean we're going to be rejected. It means we're going to be drawn closer and closer in to his presence because his holiness is combined with grace. Um, and the other reflection I would offer out of this is that discipleship to Jesus requires a radical and definitive choice. Life as usual or Jesus. Um, following Jesus entails leaving some things behind. It entails trusting him with our livelihood. It entails learning from him how to do life. It entails being on mission with him. For Peter and Andrew, James and John, they leave everything behind and their livelihood is now tied up with Jesus. That's the pattern that Luke wants us to see. Discipleship to Jesus requires a radical and definitive choice. Life as usual or following Jesus. We have to make that choice if we're going to be his disciple.